Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And we're about to chat to our greatest Socceroos coach. Yes. Yes, we had him on before the World Cup and he was so generous with his time and he's had a little bit of time away to relax and recuperate after some of the most pressurised times of his career. Uh, Graham Arnold, just a, a privilege to have you on the show. Thanks thanks very much for joining us, mate. Nah, no problem, guys. How are you? We're, we're very well and we're even happier that you've decided to stay on until after the next World Cup in 2026. Yeah, look, uh, it was, uh, yeah, at the end after the World Cup, obviously, it was uh, a bit tiring and, and that I got away and uh, I was able to have a good break and probably for the first time in a very, very long time, I, I didn't have to think about players or staff or yep. planning or preparation and you know, I was able to relax for a couple of months and uh, had a good uh, time to uh, you know, clear the brain and clear the head and... Uh, you know, my heart is always green and gold, and I just feel that uh, and felt that I wasn't finished yet. You know, there's more to come, and uh, you know, with the group of boys that we brought through, so uh, it was quite an easy decision in the end to stay on. Yeah, you you've handled it beautifully. You didn't talk prematurely. What part of the world did you holiday in, Graham, uh, after that World Cup? I probably chose the worst place to go at the time. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> It was England during winter, and uh, but uh, it, it gave me time. The, the best part of it was I could watch a, a World Cup, uh, finish watching the World Cup at a, a, a good time of, of night, uh, you know, in the afternoon, and, and uh, yeah, and it was it was dark all the time, so I got plenty of sleep. So it was uh, it wasn't too bad overall. It served its purpose. I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, I, I want some of that because you that that exhaustion <laughs> you talk about after the World Cup after a, such a brutal campaign, and now you're back. Like, it's unbelievable, that, that venue. England did a, did a great job, mate. And you're taking on a wider role than, than you had in the recent campaign as well. Yeah, yeah look, Hills, uh, I thought to myself, you know, obviously uh, I had some offers and, uh, you know, and a couple of good offers uh, and offers to go coach other nations in Asia and, as I said, I just want to help Australian kids and I want to help the Australian game. And, uh, you know, I just felt that, uh, as I said, with the, with the Socceroos team and group, I believe that we're only at about 60% of mm-hmm. where we'll end up because of all the kids that I brought through. Uh, but I also, you know, I just haven't signed up to coach the Socceroos because I, you know, I'm not one to sit around and just wait for those games. I want to do more. And, and I sat down with James Johnson and... And the, and the FA and said, look, if I stay on, I'd like to have a role in, you know, being a mentor for the junior national team coaches, which uh, is, is, you know, about their planning, their preparation and how they're dealing with, you know, the, these type of tournaments uh, to qualify for junior World Cups is it's crucial for a player's career. And uh, it puts them on the, on the world stage and it gives them the opportunity to fulfil their dreams in their life. And, and then the other thing I want to do is... Uh, whether this sounds good or not, but, uh, you know, it's crazy. I've been around the national teams for 40 years and we've never had a home of football yeah. uh, for the nation. And, 
it's just crazy because, you know, people talk about the way, you know, football's chaotic at grassroots and, and the pathways and that, but, it, you know, as I've said before, is how do you have a, a culture when you don't have a home? And uh, we've been homeless for, you know, 40 years that I've been around. That's, you know, working within the organisation, I've been, you know, again, while I've been around, we've probably changed offices 10 times. Mm. Uh, we we don't have any training fields. All the people that work in the office who work for Football Australia, you know, they don't get the feel of working for a football, no. uh, working for football when they can't even go and watch it, you know. And so we we haven't had a any anywhere where we can call home. And uh, you know, if you look all around the world, and I've spent a lot of time in the Middle East, the facilities that they build and they have in Asia compared to us is is tenfold, and it's all government that's helped them and we need the Australian government to step up and you know we are the highest participated sport at the grassroots level we've got these kids that uh, I believe that have got you know great quality great talent but they get to a stage where you know the pathways stop and we've got to fix that to uh, help the kids fulfill their dreams mm. football head office now is it in Sydney and would that be yeah, would that be where that your favoured uh, location for a football home would be? Wherever 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 the government will help, you know, it might be too hard to build here in Sydney because you know the population side of it and that. But uh, you know, even if it's, it's somewhere where the government will help, because uh, football is the most important thing. It shouldn't be, you know, the actual location. But you know, you've got here <coughs> everywhere in Australia, AFL clubs have got incredible training facilities yeah. and stadiums. You know, uh, NRL, uh, West Tigers just built a $70 million training facility here in Concord in Sydney. Yep. Yet football has nothing. Mm. And uh, it's, you know, it's, yep, you know, and I'm not being this way, but you can have the politicians and that, they, uh, or the government, you know, reach out during the World Cup and telling us how proud we are of, uh, how proud the nation is of what we're doing and you know, everyone loves football in Australia and the fans are right behind. Okay, well, then show us. Yeah, good call. And, yeah. and give us something because, because, you know, it's it's important for... It's just important for the for the kids, for their lives, you know. You know every every kid, has, when he's born, and, and can have the talent. It's about giving the kids the opportunity to get that talent out of them and, and let them fulfil their dreams. Yeah, that's a, it's a brilliant vision. I'm, I'm certain I've got to sit down and listen to you, surely. I mean, you're there long-term. Now, you've committed... You need a bit of commitment from uh, yeah. our politicians. Hey, just from a football fan, mate, um, mm-hmm. you lost to Argentina, and we know, and they went on to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Those scenes in Argentina with, with Messi coming home, uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I've seen a lot like it in sport, to tell you the truth. No. And, 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 you know, if there's one thing that sticks with me about, you know, the World Cup, obviously, is uh, we gave them two goals. They didn't. They didn't score them on their own merit, yeah. and well, their own brilliance. We we handed them the two goals, and uh, to lose that way, and uh, you know, had the chances that we had at the end to to actually do something. Because again, as a football fan, you know, they they shut up shop. Fiftieth, fifty fifth minute, they brought Martinez on who plays at Man United, and uh, they went to five at the back to try and just stop, you know, play out the game. And I felt, because they played two days before like we did, but they played in an unair-conditioned stadium, oh. and they were cooked. They were cooked. And if we, had, if we had got that extra time, I think I honestly believe we could have won that game. Mm. And, uh, 
but you know those those uh, scenes were just incredible. And it was like, honestly, it was like the, the stars were aligned for Lionel Messi to 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 win that World Cup. Everything just seemed to bounce and go their way. And uh, full credit to them because uh, you know obviously Messi's a, one of the greatest of all times. But uh, uh, full credit to Argentina; they they, they played superbly yeah. in the whole tournament. And what about for your Socceroos and from your Socceroos? The Share with our listeners some personalities that really emerged from the squad you selected. Yeah, look, I think uh, the young ones that uh, really stepped up. Um, you know, there was obviously some, as always is, some criticism around picking Harry Sutter at the start because, um, you know, he came off the back of an ACL injury. He hadn't he'd played three games in 12 months uh, in Kai Rolls, but... When you know the mindset of certain people, and uh, and I've, obviously I know Harry, it wouldn't have mattered if he didn't play one game because he's just got that mindset that he removes every type of excuse possible and it's all about the, the moment and the time. And uh, I thought he was he was outstanding. I thought he showed potential captaincy leadership uh, for the future. Kai Rolls was uh, exceptional next to him. So we had two young boys there. And the senior boys that really... Over the campaign, he also sort of stepped up as leaders mm. uh, in Matty Ryan, as his Bage, and Matthew Leckie, I thought, were really outstanding as well. And, uh, um, you know, I couldn't have been more proud of, of, of the way they performed. And as I said to them since uh, in the last, over the last week, you know, you, that's your standard that you've shown. That's, that's the least I expect now. And uh, one step at a time, we move forward, and uh, it's all about, the, you know, the next... Uh, <clears throat> the next campaign, what we've done in the past is, is history. It's over. It's about creating more history and moving forward, and uh, it all starts today. Arnie, you don't get reappointed without some consultation with the players. Obviously, they were part yeah. of this process. Mate, it's clear that they are behind you, you know, to use the cliche, 110%. So yeah. that must give you a, a, a deal of, of ease as you approach this next phase. Yeah, well, you know, that's a funny, that's the thing these days about coaching. I didn't, I actually didn't know they had a review with the players, but <laughs> it wouldn't have, wouldn't surprise me because that's how things are these days. And I think Eels uh, Cricket is a, a perfect example with that. Yes. But, uh, um, you know, coaching these days, especially uh, at international level anyway, but uh, coaching these days has changed a lot. It's It's, it's more like, you can't be a dictator. You can't be someone who's hard on them. You have to be more of a father figure and uh, understand their personal lives uh, and understand how they're feeling and, and making sure that you know their brain's clear and they have no no personal issues because if they do, that'll affect their, pro- their their professional side of things. So you know, it's about communication and and the big part of communicating is listening and listening to how they are and. Uh, you know, we built this over the four years. We built this great family culture that I believe has always been why you're successful when you you've got mateship and brotherhood in the in the dressing room and uh, being there for each other. And it's not about the individual; it's about the team and the family. And uh, you know, so uh, you know, building those relationships with the players. And look, no doubt, I had to make some hard decisions and left some players out of the World Cup and. You know, as I said yesterday, it's a new day and we start with a clean sheet of paper for the next campaign and I'll have to rebuild some of those relationships uh, over the next month and uh, we move forward. So, 
yeah, it's a, it's about just being there to help the players. Yeah, they'll but, respect that too. They'll respect that the gate's not shut on them. Yeah. Uh, we can't wait, uh, and, and we know your time is at a premium this morning. You're doing interviews all over the country, probably all over the world, yeah. but we just wanted to add our, our word of congratulations and, and thank you to you for giving us and our listeners time as well. You're always so generous. Graham Arnold, uh, congrats on what happened at the World Cup. It was fantastic, and, uh, and congrats on your future locked in with the Socceroos and Australian football.